I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 330. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I participated in a business interview a few weeks ago and the conversation led to what I do on the podcast week after week. And the gentleman was intrigued by the premise of taking Christian music and pointing people to scripture using the lyrics that often already contain direct references to scripture. And his comment was, I listen to Christian music sometimes. Man, I I see what you're saying because I'm thinking of that song, The Blessing by Elevation Worship, and I think it comes from the book of Numbers. Well, sure enough, it does. And that is how I was inspired to choose this week's song. So before we jump into scripture, let's listen. To be honest, I had heard this song but found it a little repetitive for my taste. Uh, But when we sang it in church a few Sundays ago, the message really resounded with me and the repetition just didn't seem to bother me as much, I guess, in a live setting, especially since I had already begun studying the verses and the context of this blessing. And therein lies the power of linking your study time in scripture with music. I'll never be able to hear the song the same way again. Because I'll remember all of the marvelous things in scripture that I've pondered. And that is the main bite I use this week. Meditation. Now, bite is just an acronym for Bible Interaction Tool Exercises. And these are the exercises that I use to keep my time in God's word varied. And meditation is an important one. Now, when I say meditate, I mean to think deeply or to focus your mind for a period of time, not like Eastern meditation with the chanting and all of that. In fact, you may have noticed that I include the reference Psalm 119 verse 15 in my signature line. Now, if you've ever taken a moment to look it up, you will discover that it says, 
I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. And many years ago, I did a word study on the word meditate. And completing a word study is another bite, by the way. Uh, But when I did the word study on the word meditate, I look up the word in the original language and I uh, use some of the online resources to be able to see what they mean. And I discovered it's the word siach and can be translated in a variety of ways. And one of the words that it can be translated to is to sing. So isn't that marvelous? One of the ways we can meditate on God's precepts is to sing about them. Because when you meditate on something, you let it roll around in your mind a bit. You consider the details and the meaning. And that's what I mean when I talk about meditating. And that's what happens when you sing, isn't it? It just kind of rolls around in your mind and it comes up maybe even without you realizing it. You'll be singing along as you're washing dishes or rolling out of bed in the morning. But interestingly enough, one of the words siach can be translated to is to complain. Well, that's interesting. And it's funny because a dear friend of mine said this the other day. She said, if you know how to worry, you know how to meditate. And boy, isn't that true? And so it makes sense that siach can also be translated complain because when we worry or complain, we let the thing we're worrying about roll around in our mind a lot. And we consider all of the details and we rehearse all of the what ifs and we rehearse the negative details. But what if we harnessed the power of meditation? What if we thought deeply over time about the precepts of God like the psalmist is challenging us to do right there in Psalm 119. What if we stopped singing about broken hearts and imperfect love and start fixing our eyes on the ways of God? And to be honest, that's what my 30-day challenge music challenge is about. Uh, if you haven't signed up for that yet, it's super easy. You can jump in whenever you're ready. You just go to michellekneesat.com forward slash 30-day challenge. The whole idea is to listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. And while I know I... I I hope you know, I don't think that music replaces our time in God's word. It's a huge part of fixing our eyes on the ways of God instead of the crooked ways of man. Music can really kind of redirect our thoughts. And so that's what that challenge is all about. But let's get to the scripture that our song repeats directly in the lyrics. And this song, The Blessing, is referring to the blessing that God gave Moses to give to Aaron his and his sons, to speak over his people, the Israelites. And it comes out of Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27. And here's what it says. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. Now, there's a few things I want to point out here. First of all, let's use the bite of starting with God. And although this is a blessing of God for his people, let's consider what we learn about the Lord before we rush to receiving the blessing. Okay, so many times we approach scripture with a what's in it for me attitude, and we miss out on the important things that we can learn about the Lord And the Bible is a book about God, after all. So let's start with the Lord. A quick note here, if uh, we are really only going to focus in on these six verses today, I did follow the bite of reading in context. It's one of my favorites, meaning I read chapter five, chapter six, chapter seven of Numbers. This set of verses, however, just they kind of seem to stand on their own. And honestly, when you're going to meditate on something, think deeply over a period of time 
uh, smaller chunks of scripture work better for that. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of studying larger chunks of scripture. And of course, there is a time and place to meditate on both larger and smaller chunks, but uh, it's going to be pretty easy to to do that to today because it's a smaller chunk of the scripture. It seems pretty self-contained um, in the midst of a bunch of, of discussion in numbers and instructions in numbers. And so that's what we're going to do here. So we're not going to really, but I encourage you, you, you will not be wasting your time by going ahead and reading in context and then meditating on these smaller uh, section of scripture. But when I use the bite of starting with God, the first thing that jumps out at me, especially because that's how it's formatted in my Bible But the Lord, L-O-R-D, is in all caps and is at the beginning of every phrase. And so it's visually putting the Lord first in this blessing. If you pull out your Bible and look at it, even even an online Bible or uh, um, uh, on your smartphone or whatever, generally the, the formatting will put the Lord in all caps at the beginning of each phrase. And so the all caps Lord, by the way, is uh, it, it means it's the Hebrew word Yahweh, uh, the proper name of the God of Israel. And so it's interesting because it, that's pretty universal among all translations. Um, they'll go ahead and put Lord, L-O-R-D in all caps if it's the word Yahweh, um, just so that it kind of helps the reader to know that my mom actually reads out of the common Jewish Bible and they put the actual word, Yahweh, they put his name, whatever the translated Hebrew name is, which I think is also very cool. But the anyway, the, orig- the origin of this blessing was from the desire of the Lord to bless his people. And the benefits of the blessing are dependent upon the characteristics and the actions of the Lord. We need to start with God. We need to understand that it all, it originates with him. It is his idea and it, it can come to pass only because of him. And that's true not only in this blessing, but in all of the blessings that are offered throughout scripture. But so it, again, let's go back and read it real quick. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And that is the blessing that's in the song. <clears throat> and that's the blessing that's in the scripture. Now, for us to be kept, again, the Lord has to be able to keep us. For us to have peace, the Lord must have the authority and the ability to give it. So again, I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but I just want to say when we start with God, that's the big picture, <clears throat> excuse me, idea that I want you to see here. But let's go ahead and look in at the details. And as we ponder this blessing and this section of scripture, uh, we see that the blessing was given directly to Moses by Yahweh And Moses was to pass the instructions along. So uh, words that are repeated also attract my attention. And I see several words that refer to the spoken word. So it says the Lord spoke to Moses. The Lord spoke to Moses saying. And what were the Lord's instructions? Speak to Aaron. Speak to Aaron saying. And then it's and then in the instructions to Aaron, it says, thus, you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them. So God spoke to Moses. The instructions were to speak to Aaron and Aaron's instructions were to speak the blessing over the people. And so the blessing of God was spoken. It was not hidden in his heart. It was his revealed desire. It was to be clear. It was to be spoken. And think about what happens when God speaks. He created the universe through a word, and he spoke this blessing to Moses to speak it to Aaron, to speak it over the people. Just ponder that for a minute. What is the significance of a spoken blessing over you? 
reading this blessing is meaningful, but when we sang it in church last week, it just felt like a spoken blessing from the Lord, and it moved me. Let the idea that it was a spoken blessing roll around in your mind a little bit. I'm not going to define the significance of that for you. I'll leave that up to the Holy Spirit. I just want you to think about it. I want you to meditate on it. All right, the next detail is that the priests were the speakers of the blessing. The blessing was from the Lord, but Aaron and his sons, the priests, were the ones speaking this blessing over the people. Now, under the old covenant, the priests were chosen from the Levitical tribe and separated from the rest of Israel. And you can read in Exodus 28 and 29 and Leviticus chapter 8. You can read in some of those areas to discover the main priestly duties for the Levites to perform. The priests served as a representative between the Israelites and God. They were to teach proper reverence and gratitude and praise, sacrificial giving, worship, and a way of life that these Israelites were to follow. Now, the, the death of Jesus ended the Old Testament priesthood, and it replaced the endless animal sacrifices that we read about in the Old Testament with one final perfect sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. And now forgiveness is offered freely to all who believe in the risen Lord Jesus Christ as our sacrifice for sin. So under the new covenant in the New Testament, right? So you don't have to be a Levite to be a priest. In fact, Peter puts it this way in 1 Peter chapter 2. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So the very thing that the Israelites were known for, we are now known for as believers in Christ. We are a people for his own possession. This is going to come up again shortly, but we are a holy nation. We are all a royal priesthood, not just one tribe like the Levites. And the whole purpose is, Uh, according to Peter, is that we proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, just like the old covenant priests. So the priestly prayer of blessing for the people, perhaps this is the same blessing we should speak over others since followers of Christ are a royal priesthood. Just another thought to ponder. All right. So finally, we are to the first phrase of the blessing to be spoken. And it says, the Lord bless and keep you. Just a reminder, who does the blessing and the keeping? Yahweh, the Lord. Is it presumptuous to claim the blessing and keeping of the Lord? I say no, because Yahweh said to say it. (laughs) All right, so it was his intent to bless us. It was his intent to keep us. And this blessing was intended to be spoken over his people. So the first part of the blessing is favor and protection. The keeping is the protection. Now in the New Testament, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, we hear the same kind of sentiment. In verse 3, it says, the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. So it is his intent to bless and to keep us in the old and in the New Testament. And so back, let's go back to the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Now, the face of God is sort of a physical representation of the presence of God. His attentiveness is fixed upon us as his face shines upon his people. 
And then the graciousness of God indicates mercy and compassion, kind of like an inclining toward you. Uh, it sort of makes me think of a bright, smiling face leaning over with unmerited delight. It's a, it's a big deal. Picture it. Whatever you picture is probably just a fraction of the favor and grace that God is teaching Aaron and his sons to declare over his people. But it's worth our time to think deeply about it over time. It's worth our time to meditate on. All right, let's go back to the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Now, to lift up his countenance is to turn his face toward us. It's kind of back to the face. Some of you may have a little, um, depending on the translation that you're reading, I'm reading in the English Standard Version right here, but it may even use the word face, um, or it might. mine had like a little notation to say that countenance meant face. <laughs> so to lift up his countenance is to turn his face toward us. He's still not sure what that might mean as you ponder these words. Let's use the bite of considering the opposite. What does it look like when God turns his face away from his people? Well, consider Isaiah 59 verses 1 through 2. It says, listen, the Lord's arm is not too weak to save you, nor is his ear too deaf to hear you call. It's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. Ah, So, but in this blessing, the Lord wants to turn his face toward his people and he wants to give his people peace. It's a gift. He initiated the whole blessing. Remember that? But it's his face and his favor that brings peace. And too often I seek the peace and not the presence. Too often I seek God's hand when uh, what he can give me rather than his face, who he is, just his presence. And with his presence comes blessing. And then comes my favorite part of the blessing in verse 27. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. Who's they? They is the, they is Aaron and his sons. They, they are the priests. And by speaking this blessing over the people, they are putting the name of God upon the people of Israel. This is God speaking to Moses, describing the purpose of this blessing. And when the priests declare with spoken words this blessing, they are putting the name of God upon the people. Now, remember back in 1 Peter, what we read, it says, as followers of Christ, we are a chosen people, a people for his own possession. I love it. it says once you were a people, but now uh, were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And the Israelites were a type and shadow of what's available to us, all of us under the new covenant. They were God's chosen people. They were his possession. Don't think of this negatively. I think sometimes, especially, you know, women, uh, uh, they don't want to be anybody's possession. Don't think of this negatively. By being God's, by, by being his precious possession, by having the name of God put on them, they were eligible for his blessing. The favor and the presence and the peace that was pronounced in this blessing were theirs because they were his. And are you his? Have you received his gift of salvation through faith in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? You can do it today. And the blessing and favor of God is yours. And then it's yours to declare, to speak over others as the royal priesthood. 
So what's next? Well, this week's challenge doesn't include a lot of scripture reading. It does, however, require your undivided attention as you meditate on the words of the blessing given to Aaron and his sons to speak over God's people in Numbers chapter six. It will be easy for you to commit the words of this blessing to memory if you haven't already. Just sing along with Elevation Worship as they render scripture as a song in the blessing. Now, while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, Michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or Instagram at michellekneezat or on Facebook. Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. And let's talk about what you are learning. Now, if you haven't joined the 30 Day Music Challenge yet, I mentioned it earlier. I highly recommend it. Again, the challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. You're never too late to jump in. Just submit your name and email address at michellekneezat.com forward slash 30 day challenge and you're in. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who've subscribed recently, like Alice from the Philippines. Welcome. And new subscribers to my website benefit from a one page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. This is a really great place to start. And you'll also benefit from an email that I send once a week. Uh, You get a a weekly memory verse resource. You get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the resources I create for my episodes from time to time. All of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Well, this not only encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneezat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Fix My Eyes by King's Kaleidoscope to lead us to scripture. It's actually a replay of episode 228, but will keep us thinking about the bite of meditating on scripture. And we'll pick up on the second half of my Psalm 119 15, verse 15 scripture that I discussed today. Um, it's going to be a really good one. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com.